0: I'm Cobb Vance, Marshal of Mos Pelgo. I am no Jedi. You're listening to the Book of Boba Breakdown with Ben Rayside and Ethan Wenseloff. I am a Jedi, like my father before me.
1: No one is coming for you, little lady. This This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
0: Look up the, look up the review ratings
1: for this newest. Round tomatoes too? Yeah. Or you already got that.
0: Uh no, I, I, (laughs) I'm ill prepared. Not ill prepared. Just, just, um, I guess I just, I just wanted to wait and see what the reviews would be until right now because we're reviewing it so early. We're not so early. We're just doing it a day early, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So who knows if this is going to,
1: uh, like, rise or lower, you know? You yeah, might you get just those... say at the time, yeah, it's a
0: 9.7. 9.7. What is the overall show rating at
1: for Book of Boba? Because – Still uh 7.7. 7. Oh, geez. I mean, the first few episodes set the tone for the show. And...
0: I mean, and, and you, you could make a case that this isn't even the uh... – the Book of Boba Fett. No, it's not
1: <laughs> anymore. This is the Book of Jedi's and Mando. Mandalorians
0: and Bounty Hunters. <laughs> I don't even know and... <laughs> what you'd
1: call this past episode. It's just a
0: a, a, a space western. That's why I was saying I, I don't know what I'm going to put for the intro because, like, you know, what what do I do? What do I do here? I mean, obviously there will be an intro already in there, so we obviously decided on something. But Book of Star Wars lore.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes,
0: that would that would be book perfect. of
1: beloved characters. Ugh.
0: What yeah. about for Rotten Tomatoes? Can you find that out? <sighs> yes, hundred percent. That's what I'm calling it. At. It's, it's gotta a, be. It's gotta be.
1: How, how would it not? Who's gonna give this a thumbs down, man?
0: The book of, of Boba Fett purists. I'm
1: in this for Boba Fett,
0: and he only cameoed in his show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, basically, that's what happened. I mean, they did give him two full episodes before they even introduced Fennec. I mean, she was in the current storyline, but it was very flashback heavy. Yeah. So I mean, those are those are his episodes.
0: I'm not gonna lie, Mando. I'm trying to jump back in the Sarlacc pit.
1: I want my armor back, Mando. Ah, the Polynesian Spa. Let me see trying to find episode by episode review it gives me the whole series what's like,
0: the whole series at that's a good question
1: 82% 82 that's not bad and that's not bad and average audience score is 61% oh yeah for the whole show yeah not too hot there
0: oh my goodness well <laughs>
1: we can do better folks <laughs> i mean we've only got one episode i don't more know if you show can do better than this episode well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, this episode's at 100%. Okay, perfect.
0: What, what's... Okay, no, you know what? Never mind. We're, we're fooling around too much. <clears throat> we gotta get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. And today we're gonna be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 6, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, directed by Dave Filoni. Original premiere date, February 2nd, 2022. And I woke up this morning to two texts. One from you saying that Book of Boba is epic, and then one from my buddy Mason, and he was like, wow, just wow. And I know if I get a text from one of you saying something, it's going to be a good episode. So I get up at 5.45, and I, I hit the snooze button for 15 minutes. But before I hit the snooze button, I looked at your text, so I, I just didn't go back to sleep for 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> I was up, and I went downstairs, I made my lunch, I looked outside, and I was like... I might not go into work today, but I didn't let that affect. I just went up to my room with Sam, and then we watched the Book of Boba episode, and holy cow, what an episode of Star Wars television it was. And we are here to break it down. Me, Benjamin Rayside, your host, and...
1: Me, Ethan Wentzloff.
0: Dude, I'm. this is the best episode of this show. This is the most enjoyed I've been during this show. And if you thought last week's episode was jam-packed with potential cameos and just a really good episode of Mando, this one blew it out of the water. Some people would say to its fault because of how much this episode has, but I would say that, check your privilege, this was a great episode of Star Wars.
1: (laughs) This is a great episode of Star Wars, just like last week. This one blows last week's out of the water, though, but yeah. this isn't the book of Boba Fett. We'll just say that. This is the book of Star Wars beloved characters, and it was just so good to see all these characters come back, and we got the return of the greatest Star Wars character. We got the mods back. I was pumped to see them again. <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> they had just as much screen time as Boba Fett.
0: Hold up. my uh, My brother is calling me right now. Hello, James. How are you? Just got done with the episode. Did you really? The Book above episode you're talking about, right?
1: Yes. Of course.
0: Very nice. What and do you think? Go! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> there is no way they just introduced Cat Bay. Dude, when he was walking across... Oh yeah, okay. When I saw his hat, I immediately... I started freaking out. Oh Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, it was so so epic. Are you kidding me? Could you believe that walking across the sand desert once you recognize his hat? It's so epic. That was so. I didn't think they would introduce him. Oh my gosh, that was so epic. <laughs> I know when you got Luke and Ahsoka and five hundred first clone troopers. I know the the flashback to Revenge of the Sith when they were the ca- the the Jedi Temple
1: was being a rated oh my gosh that
0: was so cool i know man it, it was a great episode of book of boba fett that's for sure it was so good oh
1: my
0: gosh well i'm glad you liked it james you've given us something to talk about we're doing it we are currently in the middle of our podcasting so you will be a part of the this week's podcast episode okay.
1: Very epic. Okay. <laughs> all right i'll talk to you later james yeah see you james Yo, that is a proper reaction. We didn't come out with enough heat. James did it right. He, uh. Dude, that was epic. He was calling, and I was like, ooh, should I answer
0: this? But I knew he was going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. For those of you who don't know, that is my brother. I told him, drop everything you're doing right now and go watch this new episode. And he texted me, dude, I'm in school. And I said, listen, man, school is temporary. Go home right now and watch this episode. <laughs> I knew he was going to like it because Cad Bane... Like me, that's James's ba- favorite bounty hunter. And he's my favorite bounty hunter. We grew up with him in the Clone Wars, dude. Without a doubt, that was the craziest scene. And, I mean, it's kind of too late already, but we're going to be talking full spoilers <laughs> for this episode. But honestly, dude, you're coming into this, you've seen the episode. You're not just going to watch this And without seeing the episode. We're going to be talking in-depth about it. And I just want to say, like, I've seen a lot of TikToks and Instagram posts about this. And you see people through the comment section and they're sitting there and they're like, dude, spoilers, you just spoiled the episode for me. And it's like, why are you on social media? Yeah. You're only ruining it for yourself. You know, like, what are you doing, man? I,
1: I mean, a, a spoiler warning is common courtesy, but you got to know better than that.
0: It is what you, you know. Going on to social media after a big episode, especially if you're a fan, is risky. Like before, I got up for these episodes. I would I would have a full workday. Like Mando season two was rolling out, and all those cameos were coming out. You cannot go on Instagram or social media or TikTok. Even with these Google, episodes they coming have the up.
1: article headlines. You gotta avoid everything.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, I even got this episode spoiled for me by Star Wars Theory. He posted. I now I didn't watch the video. But it was major spoilers, and it was Luke with, the, with Mando. And it was like, what are you doing, man? So <laughs> he's been pretty controversial in the past. But anyway, that's beside the point. We're talking about uh, episode six, From the Desert Comes a Stranger, directed by Dave Filoni.
1: Ethan, first thoughts don't even have any man this episode was just so good cameo after cameo i'm like man this just keeps getting better i can't believe this you start with Cobb vanth you're like let's go he's back this is epic but then it just keeps getting better more characters show up you see r2d2 you're like oh no way it's happening (laughs) it's happening and then ahsoka just comes and then you see luke and grogu and it, man it was so good and then cad bane at the end like I don't even care what they're trying to do just all these characters just made this episode so good and so enjoyable.
0: Indeed, I I will echo I will echo those thoughts very much cuz this I mean it's every Star Wars fan's dream. Like all of this was perfect. That's this is exactly what we want every week when we tune into Star Wars, even more than last week. Now I was a little surprised when I went on social media afterwards and I looked at all the breakdowns of this and a lot of people are very negative towards this episode. Too much fan service, not enough Boba Fett. That one is understandable, but why is Ahsoka in this episode? Hmm. Like, what's she doing? You know? Cad Bane looks awful. You know, this episode is too much disjointed and it's all over the place. A lot of people are... I don't, I didn't feel that way. I, I left the episode and I was just excited and I went downstairs, I had breakfast and then went up and immediately rewatched it. And I loved it even more.
1: No, same man. I, I woke up before work, saw the snow. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'll go in, but I watched the episode, started driving to work, text my boss. Yeah. I wasn't going in. So I turned back around, watched the episode again, right away. First time I've done that watched it back to back like that within the span of an hour. And I don't understand the hate. I loved, I thought nothing was out of left field. Everything felt right. It all flowed nicely for me.
0: That's, uh, that's what I thought too. Johnny raised a criticism as well. He said um, that the Grogu training sequences went on for too long. And I remember saying while I was watching the episode, when that ended, I was like, I could watch that for days. I just want to watch Luke and train Grogu just like, Yoda trains Luke Are on you ki- when
1: he put Grogu in the backpack, dude. And he did the flip over the stone just like he did with Yoda. Are you kidding me? That was so good, dude. It was
0: like I knew it was fan service. I knew it was a callback, but I didn't care at all because I was. It was like I was. I just saw this movie last year in theaters for the first time. They did it for the 40th anniversary, and it was like <laughs> seeing it again. But the student has become the master is just so fulfilling. So I don't know. <laughs> to, to focus our thoughts, I have created a rundown as usual. So let's just get into it and then we can focus because I've got a lot of questions. And I think with this episode, you start to get an idea of how this show is going to end. So let's, let's get right into it. We begin this madness with a pan down on some moisture evaporators and we see four pikes Loading spice, Cobb Vanth comes up and tells them off, showing that he is a marshal. We hear Cobb Vanth's theme as he holsters his pistol in a very Clint Eastwood style. Have you seen the Man With No Name films with Clint Eastwood? I have Eastwood? not, no. That little pistol twirl that he does, which is so clean, he does it so he well. He does, it's yeah. Just, just beautiful. And he then dumps out the spice, showing it has no value to him or his town. He is only concerned with keeping them safe. And... Timothy Olyphant, who I, I forget where he's from. I know I've seen him from The Office, but I know he has a show that he's big on, and I'm forgetting what it is right now. But he is perfect as this character ever since his introduction in Mando season two, episode one. That whole episode, which was basically like a movie, with him showing up as Boba Fett. Like I vividly remember, I stayed up till three that night to watch it, and I, he popped in the first time he showed up with the boba fett armor and i was like oh my gosh wait that's not him this guy's way skinnier but his dialogue the way he delivers it is so western and works so well for star wars that it's like he immediately became a fan favorite and he also has ties to star wars lore way back from like a book called aftermath right when disney bought star wars they made these books that centered around characters after the battle of endor in episode six and he was one of the characters so seeing him come from there and translated so well on screen was just great and timothy oliphant obviously is the main reason why he makes this character so good
1: yeah he uh, it's amazing they took this small piece of star wars lore and they turned him into this big household name character Cobb banth man and This scene is great because you get to see his quick draw skills, which come in later in the episode also, but you get to see him so effortlessly take down three pikes in a span of like a second, and then you just have that one-fourth pike just standing there all scared. It is just a great use of his skills.
0: Clearly, you're the wise one. The way he just delivers his lines, dude, it's so good, and and we're going to talk about him later. But we'll get into it. We do continue with Mando's story from the last episode as he heads to an unknown forest planet and meets with R two D two. Immediately, right when that, right when, right when his little uh, tracking beacon was up, I knew it was R two, and I
1: was like, oh,
0: right. We're gonna begin this madness. <laughs> Holy right when they did that, I'm like,
1: oh, they're just they're not good. they don't even care about Boba Fett anymore. They're giving us this. They're gonna give us everything we thought we'd got. And more.
0: I don't know why I was so, like, overcome with emotion when I saw R2-D2. Like, it's a droid. The guy has no lines we can understand. He only works because he plays off of other characters so well. And yet, it's R2-D2 and when I see him, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, this is so epic.
1: He's not an important Star Wars character, though, for the lack of lines. He's just been there for everything.
0: Yes. and I, Dude, he's just... <laughs> he's beautiful man hearing him say he was looking for for din and saying that he was looking for skywalker was so satisfying he just to have him say the words like I- i'm looking for skywalker like that name i mean if you're a star wars fan you know that name and it has so much weight and just to hear it was very very epic
1: and this is another big criticism i've seen is oh, uh, Star Wars is building up all this floor with all these great new characters, but you have to have Skywalker center in it? Like, that's a big critique, is people are sick of the Skywalker story and just want more of Star Wars other than that. Really? Yeah. But it's like, that's what Star Wars has always been about. It's been about the Skywalkers. Anything we get without them is great, but, I mean, the Skywalkers are just Star Wars to me, man. And Luke. Oh, man.
0: In my opinion, they touch... Every part of the universe, Anakin Skywalker from episodes one, all the way to Luke Skywalker in episode nine, they span the whole race Skywalker. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, we're not going to go there. We're we're really, I really want to do a video. I'm getting I'm getting this close, man, to making a rant on the sequels, but I got to rewatch them again so I can really form my like really center in and focus my hatred. Like a Sith, but um, you can't, sooner or later, if these care you you take a character and you put them in this, give or take, 60, 70 year span, you are going to eventually have to deal with a Skywalker because mm-hmm. they're, this character, these characters are so big. Ahsoka's getting her own show. Hayden Christensen is confirmed to show up. After this episode, I wouldn't doubt that Luke Skywalker is going to show up in that show too. So, I find it strange that people are frustrated with this. Because in, at the end of Mando Season 2, that was like the most incredible moment when Luke Skywalker comes back. Because he we haven't even seen this character in his, really in his prime. I mean, the closest we got was the end of Season 2. When he's wiping through those dark troopers,
1: yeah. But, but before that, it was uh, Return of the Jedi when he fights Darth Vader. That's the most advanced Luke we've seen, and that wasn't even. We just saw a glimpse of Luke after con- conquering. Everyone. Yeah,
0: that's that's not even close. In the Legends comics, he goes. So you know the Mortis arc with the father and the son and yeah, the daughter. Uh-huh. There is a mother. That's not. A, that she's not a thing in those in that arc. But she is made in a new Jedi Order book. And Luke takes... She's like one of the most powerful beings in the whole galaxy. And Luke takes her on with his apprentice, I believe it is. And then his apprentice turns on him while he's fighting the mother. And he still wipes the floor with both of them. Legends Luke Skywalker is the most powerful force being, like, ever. So I'm hoping that we can at least touch on that a little bit. I think with this episode, we're kind of straying away from that because of certain aspects that we'll talk about. But again, you can't tell a long story without getting involved somewhat with the Skywalkers. That's what I'll say. Anyway, back to the R2-D2 Mando scene. We see some androids we've never seen before. They were It was literally like an anthill that they were
1: building. The, the fake-out with this was so good. You see the rock rising. You're like, oh no, that's Luke over there. He's lifting that rock. Or maybe it's Grogu. But no, it was the spider droid carrying a rock over the hill. I've never
0: seen those droids before, but I kind of liked that they were, they were moving really slow
1: too. (laughs) I was like, but I mean, definitely faster than Luke building that temple.
0: But it looked like they were building the same sort of huts that were in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like from what I remember of that film, they look very similar. And then R2 shuts off. (laughs) just like in Force Awakens. Mando, like all the other characters in the sequel trilogy, are looking for Luke Skywalker. And R2 is shut off, just like in Force Awakens. And I found that kind of like a strange parallel. I was like, oh, you know what? They're carefully referencing the sequel trilogy, and they're starting to make it make a little bit more sense. Like, if Mm -hmm. if these can make the sequel trilogy redeemable I'm okay with it
1: same here I mean there's some aspects I don't think will ever be redeemed about the sequel trilogy agreed but if they can give justice to some of the choices they made in that sequel trilogy by showing us some of the events that lead up to it and making some of that make sense then I'm all for it like I just want to see Luke's evolution in some way see how he divulges into who he is later but, no, this scene was so good with these, what are they, spider droids? or
0: I'm going to call them ant droids. Ant droids, okay. I don't know. Yeah.
1: The, <laughs> when they bring the bamboo sticks out for Mando, he's like, what, am I, I supposed to sit here? <laughs> then later you see him taking a nap. Dude, I he's was just really sleeping funny. there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? He's looking for That's true. Luke, and R2 brought him here, and then shut down. I'd and, be kind of nervous.
0: Like, "Yo, know, I just gave him to this guy, and I, now he... Now he's nowhere to be found. Like, jeez, I, I, I gotta find this guy.
1: Yeah, he's he surprised he wasn't yelling.
0: Grogu! I know. <laughs> <"R-Walt! Walt!" laughs> oh my gosh. After this, he sits down. He takes a nap. We hear Grogu's theme as there are many shots of the peaceful forest on this unknown planet. We don't know where this is. I was hoping they would reveal it, but they... We don't know. Even this is the planet that Luke forms his Jedi temple. It's in the comics, but it's never given a name.
1: And we, we do see it briefly in the sequel trilogy. Yes, it's on fire. Well, the
0: aftermath <laughs> after Kylo Ren goes and destroys this thing. But on the hill, you see the silhouette of Luke and Luke Skywalker and Grogu using the Force on a hilltop. Also. During this whole thing, I'm going to be saying dialogue and just just stop me whenever you want.
1: Okay, yep. Um, Let's just shout out to how good Luke looked in this scene. Yes. Like, I was not impressed with him at the end of Mano Season 2. For one, I got it spoiled. And then for two, his face just did not look good. But this deepfake of his face, it looks so good. No complaints here.
0: And we're talking about Luke Skywalker, deepfaked, who is in a lot of this episode. Way more than I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. Like he takes up a good chunk of this runtime. And I don't think there is one scene that makes him
1: look bad. No, I, I kept mean, looking for it when his face was turned and when he was facing weird angles, it just looked good the whole way through.
0: They they hired this guy, I forget the name of the YouTuber, but instantly when they saw this, they were like, All right, we know we have plans for Luke. We gotta get this going, so let's bring in this mm-hmm. kid. I guarantee you he was instrumental in this whole thing, which is so cool. That
1: is awesome. Like
0: to bring together one of, if not, I'll say one of the most important characters in all of star Wars to life like this is so satisfying just as a creator. It's gotta be. But for fans everywhere, this is like for fans old and new, this brings together so much because It's, and especially from all the callbacks in this episode, it's just a perfect way to branch out and show Luke in this new environment because if you're like us, you're looking for the wrong. But if you're an average viewer, you just see Luke Skywalker and you're like, oh my gosh, he's back. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. (laughs) It's It's just too epic, man. Grogu lifts a frog during this scene to his mouth. Oh, almost, it looks like, to eat it, and Luke scolds him. He then shows his power by lifting many frogs from the pond. We get Luke's epic theme from Mando Season 2, and they go for a walk, and Luke tells him about Yoda. I want to talk to you about someone you remind me of a great deal, he says. His name was Yoda, and we get Yoda's theme like, in the background. Oh,
1: Luke, what reminds you Grogu of Yoda? Like. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is about you grogu but man you just remind me of the (laughs) yoda you don't look exactly
0: (laughs) the same dude like come on he was small like you but his heart was huge and the force was strong in him he once said to me size matters not that's how he talked he would speak in riddles have you ever heard anyone talk like that back home do you remember back home would
1: you like to remember? Dude, Luke's like every Star Wars fan. He just wants to know where your species come from. <laughs> it's like, come on, Grogu, where are you from, please? <laughs>
0: Let me help you remember, he says. And I just want to say, I, I'm pretty sure that they are speaking together, like Ahsoka and, and Grogu did in Season 2 of Mando. He, We know he can't talk yet, or maybe he's not able to talk because of the trauma he witnessed, which we see. And I think what what goes on here is just a forced mental communication that's it's it's like him talking to r2d2 like he's responding to him that's why he's asking these questions do you remember back home grogu says no thinking to him would you like to remember and grogu's like yes and then he says let me help you remember i really thought we were gonna blow it wide open and we were gonna see Yoda's species i was like this is gonna be huge but the scene we get is a lot more personable to Star Wars fans. It, it hits hard. We get... what Just when you thought you've had enough of Order 66 with them doing it in Jedi Fallen Order and the Clone Wars, they throw it in Book of Boba Fett and three Jedi Masters are protecting Yoda against members of the oh, Grogu. 501st. Oh, Grogu, yes. Ugh. Against members of the 501st on Coruscant during the siege of the Jedi Temple and... I was really trying to spot who the Jedi Masters were. I don't think you can tell. One of them might be Sindralig, but I'm not quite sure. I don't think any of them are given names.
1: And I don't think it's very relevant either. It doesn't affect the story, who those three Jedi are. I mean, we see them die. Right. So <laughs> their canon death would be that, but other than that. The real question from the scene, who rescues Grogu? So I'm wondering here...
0: Because, oh, no, I don't think it could be the Bad Batch then. Because there was a lot of theories going up to the Bad Batch of maybe they were the ones to rescue Grogu. Mm. But I was really hoping that maybe we would get like a, a purple lightsaber maybe in the background. <laughs> no way. Just to, that
1: would be so dope.
0: They still didn't. They still didn't reveal who rescues Grogu. It stops right there. And I think we're going to figure it out soon because I think it's like Mando... In they show you part of the flashback, and then as the series goes on, they show you the full extent. Or because... Book of Boba. No, no, no. I'm talking about Mando. I'm talking about Mando? Because season one, remember, they show you his flashback, and it's him and his parents That's running right, from yeah. Separatists. And then you get the full picture at the end, and it's him, and he gets locked away. Mandalorians come in and save him. This is going to be the same thing, kind of. Like, what if it is a Mandalorian who saves Grogu? and that's why he's so trusting of mando at the beginning it literally could be anyone but i was hoping they would show us but nothing happened did you think the clones looked weird at all
1: mm, no not was really. there something off with them they looked they looked fine i don't i didn't it didn't stand out to me i just thought oh those are 501st clone troopers that's pretty dope okay i didn't think they looked what do you think of the cgi look bad or
0: have you ever seen the Vader fan film made by Star Wars Theory on YouTube? No. I have not. It looked like these clones, and I'm not saying it was bad. Like listen, any any time I get to see the Boys in Blue, it's it's good good enough for me. But it looked like they were they made it from like an Unreal Engine. Hmm. Like that type of CGI they bring these clones to life using that. It looked sort of fan-filmy, I guess. I don't know. Like
1: You could also run that up, too. It's just Grogu's memory, so it's a little sketchy.
0: That's true. Listen, either way, I'm not mad. That was like, this episode, this whole thing was more than I ever thought we'd get. But I was really hoping we'd get something.
1: But I don't know. When do you think we'll get that reveal, then?
0: Not this season, I don't think. There's, There's a lot there's so much to i gotta be... do
1: next episode dude yeah
0: and i think i think i know i think i know i've i thought about this for a while today while i was playing lego marvel superheroes on how it was going to end the whole thing so we'll talk about that at the end who do you think saves him do you have any theories like who could it possibly be is it an established character or are they going to make it someone who we don't know because Every major important Jedi that survives is pretty much off planet. Mm -hmm. Like Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order, he's gone. Ahsoka's out burying clone troopers on a moon and Yoda's on Dagobah, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. Who could it be, man? I almost feel like if it was going to be an established character, maybe it would be Mace, you know? He gets flung out and he knows that, oh my gosh, i got to protect this guy. Let me kind of clamber back there and get him and hide him and then die off on my wounds.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I We know Anakin's at the temple, but he was in a kill younglings mode, so he wouldn't exactly be wanting to save Grogu.
0: And if they did that, I would be mad. Anakin is in full Sith mode. There's no way he's... I hope they don't retcon it and... Have him have some part of him, like, oh, maybe I'll save this after he just slaughtered a room full of kids. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he would kill Grogu.
1: I mean, look how cute Grogu is, though. Come on. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't. Yes, but it's like. If they were to. It would just be a little too much
1: retcon for me. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to see how they do it. You know? Because I don't even know who else it could be. I would really love it to be an established character, but. I don't know. I don't know who it could be. We got all those Clone Wars Jedi. How many of those are unconfirmed dead?
0: Do you remember the Librarian?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: She could do it. She survived for a while. I think. I think eventually she dies from Vader. But
1: how long did that super old dude live with the cane? What's oh yeah,
0: Terra Sanube.
1: What's the? What if it's him?
0: I don't. It could be. I don't know though. It'd be cool seeing him wield the
1: white lightsaber. Or maybe it's another youngling that we met in Clone Wars. That's true. The youngling Wookiee. Oh. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I forgot all their names, but... Gunji is his name. Yeah. I just feel like it has to be an established character of some kind.
0: I feel like we're missing something. If if you're listening to this and you think you have an idea of who we haven't mentioned yet, drop it down in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. I'd really like to know. Because... I'm really struggling with who it could
1: be, Yeah, you know? Or DM us on Instagram at Multiverse Monologues. There you if go. You got any idea. That would be perfect.
0: News. Just a quick plug. We are on TikTok now as well. So we're slow, slowly branching out. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. We see Order 66, 501st member has gone down the Jedi. The vision ends. Luke says, welcome back. The galaxy is a dangerous place, Grogu. I will teach you
1: to protect yourself. And- how long do you think this vision went on for Grogu because they're in a completely different location when Grogu comes to. They mm. were on the hill and that or they are walking and then they're lakeside at the end of the vision.
0: Maybe it takes a great deal for him to see in the past because his force ability is not like finely attuned, you know. Only with the help of Luke is he able to do this, you know. And I mean whenever he uses his powers in Mando Mm. He falls asleep yes. right he takes away. takes a nap, yeah. So right. maybe he used it and it wasn't that long and then he fell asleep. And then he wakes up right by the pool. Dude, I want to visit this planet. Wherever Did... Did they film this on location?
1: I don't know. I'll have to the... look into that later.
0: The forest looked pretty real. Like when Ahsoka and Mando were walking through the forest. Like that looks pretty good. But I'm still not quite sure yet. Mando takes his gun quick out as it's a quick shot back to him as he hears someone approach that's freaking Ahsoka Tana
1: (laughs) she's just chilling on the rock
0: this blew my mind I was like I knew I thought we were going to get Grogu and Luke I, I pretty much knew we were but when she showed up I was like my first thought immediately was okay we need to see how her and Luke met this isn't just you can't just throw this on us I'm glad it's here but I need to see how they met because this is monumental. The biggest character from animation meets the biggest character from live action. We need to see this moment where they meet. So I'm hoping this happens somewhere down the line. Yeah. Uh huh. And I got to say, my one complaint with Ahsoka is the length of her montrals. Mm. They're supposed to be way longer, man. They just are. It's just an inconsistency. Because as Twilex, uh not Twilex, as to Gruta's age their mantrals get longer and this they're just way too short i mean they're longer in clone wars mm-hmm. and this is 30 no not yeah 35 years afterwards
1: yeah oh maybe she got a haircut
0: <laughs> i don't know it it just it, it's just a little tiny nitpick rosario dawson plays her character great
1: she does i just love the the chill vibe she brings to the character and it also helps that she plays Claire in Daredevil and I'm rewatching Daredevil right now so I'm just in love with her character right now yes
0: she is great
1: but yeah no the tendrils I could see that being a problem and it's a little inconsistent but we have seen them make slight changes to characters from cartoon to live action like I mean Cad Bane at the end of this episode he looks a little different so
0: I think there's a reason for that though and we'll get to that. It's freaking Ahsoka Tano. He <laughs> asks why she's here, and she responds by saying that she's an old friend of the family. I was like, "Oh, that, what a great callback!" Oh man. my gosh! I mean, she's been with Anakin as the master, and now Luke is the master. Like, I'm really interested to see where she's at and what she's doing. I'm just excited for her show, man.
1: I. Th- if you weren't already excited for a show, this episode definitely got you so invested. In oh
0: yeah. Just, just just a quick sprinkle in to remind you that hey, listen, this show's coming. It might not be this year, but it's coming down the road. Be excited because guess what? The guy who directed this is show running that show. So if that's any if that's any indication, then we should be hyped out of our minds. <laughs>
1: Like if a Boba Fett show has given us all this lore, imagine what a Jedi-focused show is going to give us. I'm just so excited for it.
0: Flashbacks. That's all I want. Because as good as as Boba Fett's flashbacks are, a Jedi's flashbacks are going to be way more interesting. And that's something we'll talk about as we go on here, because this isn't really the book of Boba Fett anymore, man. I was really <laughs> – did you spot his cameo in the episode, man?
1: Yes, of course I did. When he
0: popped up right there. You're like, Oh, the... it,
1: there he is. To the show.
0: I thought I remembered hearing him say anything, and then I rewatched it. He says Fennec nothing. walks around, and he's just there.
1: And I'm like – It's a really bizarre choice, man. Like, th- I love this episode. It was great. It's just really bizarre what they're doing with it, with the show.
0: Have you ever seen a show that's done something like this? No. Where it's taken a completely different route with a character who has not been introduced in the show yet.
1: I've only seen Clone Wars do this. But that was the style of Clone Wars. And you have more than seven episodes in Clone Wars. That's another one. We got one episode left. Unless there's a Mystery 8th episode out there. Which, I mean, would be pretty... (laughs)
0: see i wouldn't doubt that they would do that seven's a weird number why not
1: go to eight or ten
0: but it's like what what are we doing here because you really need to make this next
1: episode like an hour it needs to be an hour and a half i'm convinced of that
0: you know it's like there's so much we have to tie up boba's story mando's story mando needs to go into season two grogu needs to make his decision dude the pikes need to be dealt with on tatooine Cad Bane needs Mm -hmm. to be dealt with. We're going to talk about that because (laughs) there is some pretty interesting theories that I have. But we will get there. We find out that Luke Skywalker trains Grogu as it was his choice. We know that Grogu has a lot of attachment, but Luke takes on the challenge anyway. Again, proving the point that Luke Skywalker wants the best and sees the best in everyone. I should say the true Luke Skywalker wants the best and sees the best in everyone. This is who this character is. It's so consistent, man. I love the consistency. Ahsoka tells him that she does not control the wants of others. Luke, again, showing that again. There's always a capability for good in everyone, even if things are in the way. And she takes him to a spot where, she can, where they can see Luke and Grogu training. And this kind of hit me, man. Like it does. it's surprisingly, it's surprisingly emotional, and you can't even see his face.
1: I don't know how they they do it so well. They just just the camera angle and the music. You can tell what Dinjarin is feeling and yes. the emotions he's going through.
0: They do it so well. He's sitting there and he's looking at him. I have a gift for him, and I you you don't want to feel this way, but you're almost like Ahsoka. What what the heck? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. She's like. If you care, if you truly only want to give it to him to keep him safe, allow me to take the gift to him. If he sees you, he misses you already a great deal, which just, I was like, oh, he's still missing <laughs> his Mando. And if he sees you, his attachment's going to be all over the place and it's going to ruin the training. And he's like, I came all this way. He's right there. It's like, oh, it just it hits you so hard. But he leaves. And that's it. And I you see his ship leave and Grogu looks at the ship. You you know he was thinking, That's him, you know. And Luke felt it, and Grogu's powerful with the force. You don't want to root against the Jedi, but a lot of it is reminiscent of how they are in the prequels. Yes. And no attachment, rules and regulation.
1: Which causes Ahsoka to leave.
0: Like, why is she so rigid right now? You know? Yeah. Why Why is she so rigid after all this time? After seeing the dogma of the Jedi? You know? like
1: It's like, who trained Luke in the old ways of the Jedi? Was it Obi-Wan? Was it Yoda? Did you read some Jedi Temple books? I don't know.
0: I think that was part of it. But I also think that... I mean, Obi-Wan and Yoda trained him, like, they really trained him for the fundamentals of the Force. Mm -hmm. They didn't really go into, like, the dogma of the
1: Jedi Order. But... Is it just something that when you're a Jedi, you know this to be true?
0: Yeah, and I guess they do... I guess Yoda and Obi-Wan do talk about attachments being a crutch. I mean, even at Cloud City, when he's like, they're my friends, I have to go and help them. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I just wish they wouldn't stick so hard to it, you know? Because, like, in Legends, Luke Luke has a wife. He has kids and everything, you know? He allows Jedi to have relationships and form attachments. I was hoping they'd go that route, but that's not the way they're going in this show. Well,
1: because I'm sure when he's training Leia, she's married to Han at that point. So why is he... It's just weird to see. I don't know we'll have
0: to see I think Ahsoka will shine more light on this okay Luke again showing that there's always capability for good Ahsoka tells him to let her give it to Mando he he leaves as Luke trains Grogu to jump <laughs> dude oh wait back back from when it when they were talking he's walking across the ground and he's like forcing Grogu with I'm like, him. oh like,
1: look at Grogu jumping but then you see Luke's hand he's just he's, oh you're walking way too slow kid come on
0: Like, I don't understand. Like, this was the greatest. I want to see this, man. I could spend hours watching this, you know? It's so, like, this is stuff you only think about, you know? This isn't stuff you see. And yet, they're
1: showing it to us. Dude, I I love Luke in this scene. He's just so, like, disappointed in Grogu. He's like, all right, now jump. Kroger jumps like a centimeter off the ground. That's it. He's bro. like, "Come on, are you kidding me?" And then he tries it again. He's like, "Bro, you're you're thinking too hard. Just chill. <laughs> Come on."
0: He eventually learns how to do it. He shows him the the ball from yes. anu oh, anu what Hulk. a great callback. The oh, what do they call it? A training remote. And we even get like an epic shot. They like they run through. This is where Luke runs through the forest,
1: just like he does on Dagobah. and yo with when- When Grogu's in the backpack, it is just, I love that shot. And I said this before earlier, but when he flips over the rock, I just kept picturing him on Dagobah with Yoda in the backpack doing the flip. It was just so good. I love that.
0: And you know he's just sitting on this island or this planet just training, man. Just every day with his lightsaber. We even got a few shots of him like doing epic moves with his lightsaber, bro. That was hilarious.
1: They they were trying to find any reason they could get to get Luke to ignite his saber. (laughs) He's just like sword twirling it. And Grogu's just amazed by his wicked sword skills.
0: He wasn't the only one amazed, man. (laughs) I was sitting there, dude. Oh, man. (laughs) That was so epic. But my favorite moment of this whole thing is... When he climbs up the tree and he's looking out across the horizon. Beautiful shot and we get the Force theme. A little bit echoing the Tatooine scene when they both look out and the Force theme plays. Dude, so nice. Epic callback. And then we get a really important scene as Grogu is training on the rocks. Jumping from rock to rock and Ahsoka and Luke have their first interaction ever on screen that we know of. And I've got the dialogue right here. Ahsoka approaches and she says, you've taught him well. And Luke says, it's more like he's remembering that I'm actually teaching him anything. Sometimes the student guides the master, she says. Perfect callback to the Clone Wars where we see Ahsoka not only learning from Anakin but teaching him some lessons along the way. You know, especially during the... When she is on the island trapped with those Padawans being hunted by the Trandoshans. She learns from Anakin, but also Anakin learns to trust his apprentice, knowing that his training is enough. Just just an epic callback, man. The dialogue that they bring out. Dave Filoni, this is his strong suit. Luke says, The Mandalorian was here. She says, As I told you, the two share a strong bond, and he brought him a gift. Sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it. And she says, so much like your father. Oh,
1: what What a Dude. great lie, man. Whoever wrote that, give, give him a cookie, man. That was just so good.
0: If you're listening to the music in the background, it slowly turns dark right as she says, father. And Luke kind of looks at her like, oh, I mean, it, oh. <laughs> he says, what should I do about him? And Ahsoka says, trust your instincts. And she turns to leave. And Luke says, will I see you again? And she says, Perhaps. May the force be with you. This was an odd choice to put her in the episode because she is supposed to be looking. I'm not really going to say much because this is pretty much the crux of why Rebels is important. But she has a mission right now to find Grand Admiral Thrawn. It was strange to me that she would be on this island or on this planet with Luke. You know, was this just a throne in cameo? To remind fans that hey, remember this character. Don't forget about her because we got plans for her. Or was this an inclusion to keep Mando away from Mm Grogu? You know, is that the reason? I think so. That's why I'm. That's what I'm interpreting it as.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of reasons to explain why she was here. Because it's not like she's been there for a year or something. From what we see, she could have been there for a couple hours.
0: True. That's true. So maybe
1: she was just in the area needed to take a rest stop there just happened to be when mando was coming by just mm. worked out like that sometimes yeah. There are definitely worse plot conveniences in star wars history
0: hmm. but you know she that's where she's going she's going to find Thrawn. and once rebels ends for you if you i mean a courageous effort man <laughs> watching all the way through Rebels. I, uh,
1: <laughs> for those of you listening i just ventured into rebels for the first time this past week finished all of clone wars so pumped about that, Star and Rebels. I'm on episode seven right now.
0: Mad, mad respect to you, man, because that is that is a massive undertaking, especially watching every episode. I I applaud you. Thank Ethan. you. Mando flies back to Tatooine and lands at Jabba's palace. Around a table, Fennec briefs them on coming on the coming storm, saying that uh, with Kersanton and Mando, they have enough experienced muscle to act as enforcers. They do, however, need foot soldiers, and Mando says that he can help. Heading off to Mos Pelgo, he passes a sandcrawler with the head of a crate dragon on it. This is why this is why this Star Wars works so well. They didn't need to add that scene. He could have just showed up. Uh-huh. But we get an epic shot of a sandcrawler with a crate dragon head on it. Oh my gosh, that, that that is so cool. As a as a hardcore fan, that makes me so happy.
1: I just really want to see the process the Jawas went through to get that massive head up there.
0: <laughs> like, bro, come on. You got to have some sort of pulley or something on there. Like, dude, we even see it. Did you catch it later on when they're talking in the cantina? The bones of the crate Dragon are in. They surround the inside of that uh, diner
1: Yeah. In there. No, I didn't notice that. I was that. like,
0: oh, my gosh. Well, I, I'm pretty. I'm assuming it wasn't there the first time. So yes. they meet again. And Vanth tells him that he may be able to help him out, and he'll see what he can do. He sends out word that he wants a meeting, and right from then on, something seems off. You get a shot of wind chimes and the sun echoing on them. The music turns a little dark, and Cobb Vanth looks off into the distance, and he sees a figure approaching. Sam knew it right away. I didn't. I only saw the silhouette, and I was like...
1: I didn't catch it right away either. I'm like, what?
0: Who is that guy? Shot back to Cobb Vanth. And he tells him, everyone go inside. Just a precaution in case things go bad. And then you get to see a little bit more of the silhouette. And right when you can make out the hat...
1: Yep, the hat sells it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was... I threw my blanket in my face because I was like, we already got so much in this episode. They're going to show Cad Bane. My brother's reaction says it all. Oh, my gosh. Cad Bane in live action in Book of Boba. This is the greatest thing because not only in this episode is he perfect, but you know we're going to get him in the next episode. Uh He is the bounty hunter for the Pikes, Dude. We're
1: going to get to see him in action next week.
0: Which is, I mean, so in my opinion, they did him so well. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, he's a little bit more pale. Like, he looks pale in that yes, Clone Wars arc in the one with oh. Obi-Wan as he goes undercover. Yes, he looks okay. kind of pale without his respirators on. And also, he's 30 years older Okay, in this episode. Obviously, we don't know how Duro's age, his species. So, but for those of you who don't know, Cad Bane is a bounty hunter from the... Star Wars the Clone Wars series he appears in Bad Batch and he basically just takes odd jobs for whoever the highest bidder is but he is basically a cowboy in Star Wars he is perfectly that and I think this scene establishes him as that and this is how you do fan service again because to the uninitiated he is a cool weird blue cowboy bounty hunter Mm -hmm. but to those who know it's completely epic and dude, this whole scene as who'd you think was going to win during the scene? You knew it was Cad Bane. Did you have any doubt? No. It. How? <laughs> well, cause I was sitting there cause I was like, Cobb Bane is definitely going to appear in this next episode. Yeah. They can't just kill him off.
1: Yeah. But then I was like, they can't kill Cad Bane off. Either. Cad Bane's
0: been doing this for 40 years. Like no way he's going to lose. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I was going I was going back and forth and back and forth, and then he just absolutely murks him. Like, I was so happy. Oh my gosh. That was just so much of me was so, like uh, I, I've said it so, too many times during this, but it's just epic.
1: Because the, earlier in the episode, they established how fast Cobb Vanth is with his gun and then Boba, or not Boba, uh, Cad Bane is just so much faster. Dude. <laughs> And this is a guy who's fought Jedi and walked away from it. We Jedi, yeah. We have no idea what we're about to see from Cad Bane.
0: And here's my theory: there is a deleted Clone Wars arc, yes, with Boba and Cad Bane facing off against each other. They have a western standoff, yeah, and that's how Boba gets his dent. That is where Boba Fett kills cad bane now that's scrapped it didn't happen it's not canon so we could see it in this next episode cad bane versus boba fett they've clearly established this guy as a force to be reckoned with Mm -hmm. for those of you who know cad bane is a force to be reckoned with oh yeah but they've made it clear to everyone now this dude is serious he's gonna mess you up man And he's going to be the villain, the main guy, along with a bunch of pikes in this next episode that they have to face, which makes this guy really happy, man. So, do you think Bulba
1: could kill Cad Bane in this next episode? Yes. You do?
0: I don't see Cad Bane playing much of a part in the com. Like, or maybe he injures him and he nurses him back to health, but I. I don't ever see a problem with killing Cad Bane. Mm -hmm. He is just a bounty hunter. Now, he's a fan favorite bounty hunter, like, but I I just, I don't know. I I don't see a problem with Boba Fett killing. uh
1: So bringing him back and giving him an official canon death is better than not bringing them back at all.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh So I just, for me being like the lore crazy guy that I am, I like to know where characters start and where they end, you know? We still don't know that for so many characters, but I would like to see it done for Cad Bane. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see a Western-style show-off like we did in this episode. But this is one of the coolest standoff Western-style duels I've ever seen. They did it
1: so well. It's so Western-esque, man.
0: The only thing I would say is that the music needed to be better. Yeah. And I made an edit. I tried to upload it. It got blocked, unfortunately. But it's with his music for from Bad Batch when he faces off against um, Hunter, Fennec? Hunter, Hunter. So I was hoping they would use some of that music, but that's whatever. It is what it is. We still get what uh, we still get what we need to. But at the end of the duel, as he shoots, oh yeah, do you think Cad Bane's dead or, or Cobb Cob Vanth is dead?
1: I I don't know. It could go either way. It could establish that this is the guy that cabane is murking this epic character that we love cop vanth, but you also see the city people surround him they're getting a medic or they called someone for help so i could see it going either way i think this is a great death for the character if it is his death but if not i'd love to see him again
0: what a way to go man that one guy deputy scott he got just <laughs> destroyed that's his name, actually. Legit, from the credits. Deputy Scott. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're about to upload the episode, and they're like, oh, shoot, we didn't name this guy. Boing. They should have just left it the Deputy, honestly. Yeah, right. Deputy Scott. Scott's
0: such a, like, a a modern name. Like, why would you put that in Star Wars? But I guess Luke and Ben and whatever. It yeah. is what it is. Um, but... Where am I at? Um... Yeah, is Caban dead? At the end of it, he walks away. Tatooine belongs to the syndicate. As long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone. So I think this is the the meeting that they needed, I guess, because mm-hmm. he calls a meeting at the end. He's like, "I got to talk to everyone. This is it, man. This is going to galvanize the whole town. We're going to show up for this. This guy just came in and messed up our leaders. We're going to fight for you guys." And this is a perfect setup for the next episode so i think we are going to get some boba fett in the next book of boba fett episode which is kind of nice <laughs> we're getting
1: boba back guys
0: but dude and then after this boom garcef whip and her sanctuary of twi'leks and dancers and is gone dead they are blown to smithereens Holy cow, man. i
1: forgot about that dude i just pictured it ending with uh, Cad Bane walking away. But no, they bring the ice cream maker into the bar. There's a scene after that, too. Yeah, I know. Dude, like,
0: a lot of people were like, dude, no, Max Rebo's dead. I watched the scene again. He is not in the scene at all. They never show him. They, show, they even make a point to show you the musicians who is a droid and a bith. Max Rebo's is not a part of him. And Thank plus he, he survived. A, We've seen
1: him survive the exactly. sail barge explosion. He's, he's invincible, man. Exactly. He's got that. so many layers of fat on him. He's protected. I would just be so
0: sad if my boy Max was dead, but yeah, that their whole thing is done. And I think like they're giving us a lot of reasons to hate the pikes, man, mm-hmm. for this coming conflict. And I think, you know, as disjointed as this has been, there is proper motivation there. They're messing up people. And now Boba Fett has what he needs, and they're gonna be full force, and the episode is just gonna be pure insanity next week. And
1: I It's gonna be a battle of the five armies, if you will. Full episode jam packed of just action.
0: Yes, and that's exactly what I want. Because Robert Rodriguez, who directs action very well, is doing this last episode, along with John Favreau writing it. So I'm this is just gonna be pure action and maybe some Luke Skywalker. We'll talk about it, <laughs> but the episode ends. Back with Luke and Grogu, they went back to the. T- they went back here, and I was like, "No way! They're good. They're taking us back to Luke." I thought that was it. Yeah, but he presents Grogu with a choice: the armor or the uh, lightsaber, which is Yoda's lightsaber, dude. Yoda's lightsaber, crazy! I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I was like oh my god he said, he said he says before you take it i will give you a choice he opens the box this is a lightsaber it belonged to my master yoda and now i'm offering it to you but you may choose only one if you choose the armor you'll return to your friend the mandalorian however you'll be given into attachment to those that you love and forsaking the way of the jedi but if you choose the lightsaber You will be the first student in my academy, and I will train you to be a great Jedi. It will take you many years to master the ways of the Force, and you may never see the Mandalorian again. Because, Grogu, a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. Which do you choose? And the episode ends.
1: Uh, (laughs) I was so mad. I was like, I wanted to see what he picked. So,
0: Mr. Wensloff, what does he choose?
1: Uh... Dude, I, I am going to be satisfied with either choice. I would love to see him grab that lightsaber. But I would love to see him reunite with Mando. They've just built such a great relationship there. And I, I, this is what I want. I want him to pick the chainmail. But they still give Grogu the lightsaber. So he can go be with Mando with the lightsaber. And then you get to see Grogu and Mando... Fighting with Yoda's lightsaber and the dark saber.
0: Oh, my. That's, that's too much, man. That's <laughs> too much to hope for. But, again, they keep giving it to us. And this is why I like that they're doing it week to week. Again, just another reason why.
1: Because they present us. They leave us with this question. They leave us hanging for a this week. cliffhanger. And who knows if we'll even get a resolution in this show. So I There's think, a lot to do next week. I think we will. Yeah.
0: Either Luke's going to show up on Tatooine to take Grogu back because he he
1: takes (laughs) the chainmail. That's my
0: theory. all right,
1: I got to take you home now.
0: And I will go farther than to say this. I guarantee you he takes the chainmail. Grogu will take the chainmail, and he will be brought back to the Mandalorian for two reasons. One, bankable character. Him with the Mandalorian is pure Star Wars goodness. That's Mm -hmm. what every fan wants to see. This is why they're reuniting them before Mando Season 3 so everyone can watch Mando Season 3 with Mando and Grogu. Now, maybe it's a crutch. Maybe this is a bad decision. But I definitely think this is where they're going. Two, Grogu is not a part of Ben Solo's sacking of the Uh Jedi Temple. So clearly, he goes back. In my mind, it's a foregone conclusion. He picks the armor and leaves. Which... Maybe Luke gives him the lightsaber, too.
1: That'd be so cool. Which would be really sick. Luke doesn't need it. It's way too small for Luke. Exactly. He's got his lightsaber, dude.
0: He, he'll be fine.
1: Although we do see Ahsoka with her Padawan lightsaber, or with the bigger and the smaller lightsaber. Maybe we'll maybe we'll see Luke dual-willed.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. But I think that's what's going to happen in this next episode. Luke is either going to do one of two things, because I do think we're going to see him at the end. He's going to show up and save them in their time of need like him being the big, awesome epic Jedi Master, just like he saved him in season two of Mando, or he is going to show up at the end after the battle and say, this little guy misses you a lot. He picked your gift. He is yours now to take care of.
1: I could totally see that being an end credit scene. Mm. Is uh, Luke returning, or even the decision by Grogu being an end credit scene. Cause there's just a lot to put in that final battle with the pikes and Boba Fett. If you throw Luke in there too, those pikes are dead, man. Yeah, that's true.
0: Dude, could you imagine seeing Luke face Cad Bane? Luke face Boba Fett. The last time we saw those two together, they were at each other's throats.
1: Yeah, that's true. But he'd have to, He he's like he knows Mando's with Boba. Yeah, Fett. that's true. He'd see him. He'd probably be like. Oh, dude, you're not dead? Crazy. Bro, Chewbacca, when did you turn black? (laughs) I'm sure he's seen other Wookiees before.
0: No, absolutely. In fact, we know he's seen other Wookiees. But, dude, we're in for a jam-packed episode again next week. My predictions are Boba and Cad Bane are going to have their duel. Luke will return at some point. Grogu will choose the armor. I think that's where we're at, man. There's not really much to discuss other than the fact of what's Grogu going to choose. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to choose the chainmail armor.
1: And that's that, man. It's just crazy how far this show has come from where it started. It's just, it, was, it started with this slowly progressing Boba Fett-centric story. And now we've gone basically two full episodes completely like completely different than that. It doesn't even feel like the same show. I don't know what they were doing. They were in the writer's room and they wrote like four episodes. And then they're like, no, we want to stretch this out to seven. Let's let let's add three clustered episodes. Not clustered. I mean, these episodes have been so good. Mm-hmm. It just really does a disservice to the four episodes that are in front of it. Because whenever you rewatch the show, you're going to be like, alright, let me get to Episode five and six to see my boy Mando. It's
0: true because these they don't hold a candle. Those four episodes don't hold a candle to these last two. So putting them in the same show is a mistake. Now, I will say. It's a good mistake because these two have been. I said I put it out on my Snapchat today. This latest episode is one of the greatest pieces of Star Wars television I have ever seen. And I've seen every bit at Star Wars television, and I know I am not counting Resistance or forces of destiny. I don't. This this gave me feelings that I haven't felt in so long. I I don't know. It, this is just. It's it's too good to be true, man. It's too good to be true. That's where we're at right now. As Star Wars fans, that is where we are at. And I just want to say. Thank you to John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. These guys are doing God's work out here. Who knew that they that two dudes could save Star Wars after the massive failure of these three movies on the big screen? They come in here with this little small series, The Mandalorian, and then they make this epic stuff. I mean, all of this is... I, I, I'd take Luke training Grogu for 10 minutes over everything in the sequel trilogy, you know?
1: Yeah, it's definitely more memorable and so nostalgic. It's bizarre what they've done with Star Wars because when Disney first got it, you're like, oh, man, Disney is the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. But all these series have given us some of the coolest Star Wars moments we've ever seen. We got live-action Ahsoka, dude. It's just live-action Cad Bane now. Holy cow. It's just bringing together all the pieces of this huge, intricate Star Wars universe, and just throwing it all into this series and the Disney Plus series. I mean, the, the first episodes, it's just, first episode of Boba Fett has a 7.4 in IMDb, then second one has an 8.3, third one has a 6.4, then the fourth one has a 7.7, then five, the introduction of the Mandalorian, goes from a 7.7 to a 9.4. And then this week's is a nine point seven. That just shows you what the fans are appreciating about this show. And it's definitely not Boba Fett, which is really, really sucks to hear.
0: In the book of Boba
1: Fett. Mm-hmm.
0: It's interesting. I wonder again, I reserve my judgment till the last episode.
1: Which we know is gonna be fantastic. There's no way it's not gonna be knock your socks off good.
0: But I'm wondering how they can top this last episode. You know. How do you top this? This was. When you create the penultimate episode. And it's legit the best thing ever. Like is this going to be a Loki situation? The fifth episode of Loki was just. I mean perfect almost. And then you get to the last episode. And it's good. But it's not as good as the last one. Mm -hmm. You know. Because the last one was so jam packed and full. Of good stuff. That the last and finale seems lackluster in comparison. You know, is that where we're headed? Or can they somehow outdo what they've already done? I don't think so. I think we're just in for a jam packed episode and Luke and Grogu show up at the end.
1: Yeah. Here's my thing. If they do end up killing Cad Bane in this finale, I'm gonna be really mad that they didn't introduce him earlier in the series. Mm. Because if we only get these two episodes of him in live action, that'll be It'll be awesome just to see him again. But it does have a Disney Plus syndrome. Hold off everything. Big reveal at the end of the penultimate penulti- episode. And then the finale hits. Mm. But, I mean, we've gotten Luke and Ahsoka and Mando, Grogu. We've gotten all this good stuff. But the big bad villain, they're revealed here. Like, I compare it to Hawkeye. You get the the Trusta Bros. You mm. get them all series. Then at the end of the fifth episode, you get the Kingpin tease, you know. Then Kingpin shows up, but that's all you get of him. It's just the one episode, and fans weren't exactly pleased with his appearance in there. No. So it's like, how are they gonna do this right, while also doing the Boba Fett story they wanted to tell? I don't know. Hmm.
0: It's a good question. What I think that we're, I think we're gonna find out next week though. We better we, when we tune in on Wednesday, and I'm very very excited is there anything else to talk about ethan are we missing anything
1: (laughs) there's always stuff to talk about with this i don't think we've covered everything we've covered a lot of the good stuff man
0: favorite moment let's do that what was your favorite moment from this episode among the many if you don't have it i've got mine
1: all right it's cad bane of course him his reveal in the end but the first big moment was just Ahsoka. You're like, you see R2-D... No, when you see R2-D2, that's a huge... That's the first big moment of the, mm. of this show. And you're like, all right, we see R2. We know we're getting Luke and Grogu. But Ahsoka, she was a huge surprise on that tree.
0: I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe it. But I do agree. It, the best moment is Cad Bane's introduction. They do him so well with the far-out shots. And then he comes in and he murks everyone and leaves. That I'm is what?
1: so boss. Man. I wonder how long he was walking, dude. You know, <laughs> yeah. Did he just jetpack there and then uh, start walking right within the vision?
0: Yeah, that was probably what it was. Least favorite moment from the episode.
1: Did you even have one? Mm, no, I don't have one. Nice. It just, I'm trying to think. I think I just enjoyed every second of this episode. I don't know. Maybe it could have had Boba Fett do a little more. Hmm. Just give him at least a line, you know? Right. Like,
0: have him brief everyone. Yeah. Instead of Fennec. Even though it makes sense. Like, I'm at
1: the point where I think Fennec is a cooler character than Boba Fett. Not, like, all the way there, but what they've done with their character. She's had cooler action sequences this show.
0: My one big gripe with this episode is I just wanted more of the mods, man. Like, <laughs> I just... I, <laughs> Give us more Inspector Gadgets, man. I mean, yeah, they're just... Uh, I feel like they're sideline, sidelined, man. Why are they sidelined? I want more.
1: <laughs> I did think it was funny. You just got Kersantan and the mods just standing there. Same <laughs> as Boba Fett. They're all just standing there. They're just kind of, there, man. Then like, this is where they all are.
0: Mando comes in and he's like, I can help. And then leaves. <laughs> I don't know that that that'll be that'll be my one gripe yeah but no overall great episode i think it's definitely deserves its high ratings and its accolades and everything that's going for and we are definitely in store for something pretty epic next week but uh, i think that does it for this week's episode it's going to be out a little bit quicker than usual which i'm very happy about i should have this up tonight wednesday night so No promises, but I'm going to start working on it pretty much right after this. So we hope you guys enjoy. Um, And uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Westloft. Signing off, we hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day. And may the Force be with you.